to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host. And today we are talking about health and your business as an entrepreneur. And we're going to cover um, both aspects, physical and um, mental health. And I want to just get real with you for a little bit here. I um, have spent the last month, so almost all of January, just being sick as a dog. And I know I do this to myself. And so I just wonder if any of you can relate to this. So December is super duper busy and you're just going, 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 going. And especially as a mom um, of, you know, any, any mom, but specifically what they don't tell you about uh, being a mom is as you get older, it actually gets busier. So you think you're super busy when your kids are little because you're running here and you're changing diapers and you're, you know, doing all these little things. You might be volunteering in class, but you actually get busier as they get older because they have more activities to go to and you're trying to fit in your work schedule and your other activities at home. And it's just kind of nuts. So December with the holidays and with everything else going on also is even more intense. And us moms, and some dads too, but us moms specifically, try to make the best for our kids, whether it's memories, um, experiences, gifts, whatever it is, we always try to give them the best because that's what moms do. We want to have a better life for our kids. Dads do as well. But I think moms put a lot of pressure on themselves to make it perfect. Even though we know that there is no such thing as perfect, and it's never going to be perfect, we still have sort of that unmeasurable guideline that we try to meet. So needless to say, that's what I tried to do in December. And I paid the price for it in January. In fact, I mentioned on another podcast, I had to miss a um, really exciting event that I wanted to go to that was a mastermind opportunity and I, I didn't get to go. And so it made me take a look at, you know, what am I doing health wise in my business and in my life and how much of my life is my business taking over and I have made great strides let me tell you because I used to be the gal who left a corporate job and was working you know 16 17 hours a day and said I am leaving this because I am sick of working all these hours and then went smack dab into another business where I worked that much if not more on my own business so I have stepped away a little bit from that Uh, mentality of, you know, work, 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 but it's an ongoing struggle. So I wanted to cover some, some ideas and some thoughts and some suggestions with you on how to be healthy and create balance in your business and in your mindset. And uh, I packed in some tips for you for each of these areas. So let's dive in with the physical piece of it. Now, in my job, I do a lot of sitting, so I'm not getting a lot of physical activity, and I can tell because I've gained weight, and that's, you know, another reason to beat myself up, and so I have made the conscious decision that I will move throughout the day, regardless of what that is, and so sometimes I'll just set a timer, and I'll go, and I'll do the stairs five times, and it's like my own built-in stairmaster without going to the gym, and I used to be a gym junkie. And I've noticed this in my life, like even when I was in corporate, um, I would, I've always kind of jogged between 
being really in shape and not being in shape, being really in shape, being not in shape. And I attribute it to how much attention I place on what I'm doing at the time. So when I'm really in shape, I'm spending a lot of time focused on going to the gym and working out and logging my food and da da da. Well, when you're growing a business or you're really busy in your work and you're traveling and all that sort of stuff, you can't place that kind of focus on working out. So you've got to create some kind of balance. And I am working on this. I do not have it perfected, but I am coming up with some strategies that I thought I would share with you to help create some of that um, balance for you and also some um, opportunity to stop beating ourselves up. Because I think we do that specifically women. I know we do this way more than men. We just sit and beat ourselves up for every piece of chocolate we eat or every um, you know, mishap in our mind around food. So some other things that may um, be happening in your world, as far as the physical component, if you're an entrepreneur, is you, again, put in hours and hours of time on your business, thinking that the harder you strive and the more you um, hustle, I, that word makes me crazy, but hustle, 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 hustle is all you hear. Well, I'm here to tell you, from experience, you don't have to hustle to make a lot of money. In fact, sometimes slowing down and taking um, specific action and taking specific mental awareness and um, connection to what you really want and connecting to the the purpose and the reason that you're, you're completing the actions you're taking will get you much further than just hustling 18 hours a day. And I think sometimes we get caught in that minutia because it's a habit. It's a habit to just keep going, 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 and we go in the circle and we're not getting any traction yet we don't see it because everyone's telling us to hustle. So take a step back from the hustle just for a minute. And I want you to try a couple of things, but let me get through. Uh, I have two more physical um traits that may be relatable to you. The other one is sleep. Now we take for granted that, you know, sleep is a luxury in our mind. Many, especially as Americans, we think, oh yeah, you know, sleep, oh, if I get four or five hours, I'm good. Well, it is statistically shown that if you don't get seven to eight hours of sleep, you actually are less productive and more mentally foggy and have a whole lot of other negatives in the space of optimum productivity. So I'm, you know, encouraging you to figure out a sleep schedule that enables you to get seven or eight hours of sleep. You don't, if you have little kids, you might not have quite the control over that, um, depending on if you have a baby or not, but just be aware that prolonged sleep deprivation isn't doing anything for you to excel in your business or in your personal relationships or in any part of your life. Now I have twins, so I fully understand sleep deprivation. We had um, a three-year-old when the twins were born. And when those twins were born, I'm telling you what, we spent so much time feeding those kids and burping them. It felt like all we did was feed them, burp them, go to sleep for an hour and get up and do it again. And this went on for many, many months, probably close to a year and they had other issues, they had colic. So it was really tough. And I just remember being barely able to function. Well, your body can only survive so long without sleep. 
And so if you're doing that on a regular basis, whether it's limiting yourself to four or six hours and thinking, yeah, I'm good. Eventually your body will rebel against that. They're not, your body's not going to put up with that behavior because it needs that time to rest, relax, recuperate, and give you the ability to, um, rejuvenate your subconscious. Now we've talked about on this show before that your daily decisions and everything that happens in your life and the outward pouring of your life is 90% controlled by your subconscious. Well, if your subconscious doesn't have an opportunity to rejuvenate because you're constantly plugged into something or constantly um, using your brain, then you won't ever get to where you want to go on your manifestation list or your purpose of where you are, you know, all of those dreams and goals that you have, it's going to be really hard to get there because your subconscious doesn't have time to process or create that for you. So keep that in mind, get lots of sleep. And I, I'm going to give you a tip around sleep right now. Um, one of the things that I started doing, oh, many, it's been at least three years ago, maybe longer, four years ago, is I turn off my devices at least half an hour before I go to bed, with the exception that I listen to a guided meditation or meditation music of some type before I go to sleep. And I started with Yoga Nidra, and that is a way to naturally calm your nervous system. And I will put a link to the show notes to the um, session that I listened to, but Julie Nader has a really great session. And what it does is it walks you through your body and usually I can't even make it through the whole thing. And I have turned so many people onto this practice, but listening to that really enables you to slowly um, shut down all of the different parts of your body so that you can relax and um, fall into a deep restful sleep. Typically, if you do yoga nidra, you won't wake up in the middle of the night. Um, Very rarely even, you know, to go to the bathroom, do I wake up uh, in the middle of the night if I've done a yoga nidra session. It just has a natural way of calming the nervous system and helping you drift off to sleep. So I want to encourage you, if you have a cell phone or tablet addiction or a computer addiction, to just leave those things in another room or downstairs and um, even just grab yourself an old iPod. I, I know you can download this from the iTunes store specifically, but you know something that just has music on it, if you can't control yourself and you have to look at Facebook, going to sleep and then immediately waking up and checking in on email and social media, all that does is start your brain in the wrong direction. And what you want to do is start your brain in in the mode of creativity, in the mode of um, what direction you want to go in. And the more you practice this, the better um, your productivity becomes and the better um, focused and able to move forward in the direction you want to move forward in rather than being you know, sent off on a tangent. How many times have you opened an email and you're like, oh, I got to take care of that because you have opened the email and you have seen it. Whereas if you don't look at that first thing in the morning, you have some time to meditate and get focused and tune into your purpose, tune into what you really want to accomplish today in your business and just set that mental slate at a place from abundance and prosperity and moving forward rather than um, just chasing whatever happens to fly into your inbox or your social media. So I'm going to encourage you to just leave those electronics outside of your bedroom or else, you know, draw a hard limit for yourself like I had to do 
and just say, the only thing I'm going to listen to is this. And, the only, and when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is put on a meditation. I do not open anything um, as far as email or social media because it just sends me in a direction that I don't need to go. And I'm actually working on this right now to not check any of those different devices or pieces of information until after 10 o'clock in the morning because I find that my productivity skyrockets between 7 and 10 after I get my kids out the door if I don't um, check any of those devices. And if it is something that I check into, I'm, I'm tending to check into something that's positive, a podcast that's giving me um, positive motivation and inspiration and um, moving forward that way. So take that and think, I'm hoping that's a helpful tip for you is to just kick those electronics out of the bedroom. And if you're going to tune into them, try to, to uh, delay it as far as possible. Um, and then the last piece that I want to talk about is how we physically take care of our body as far as food, exercise, um, lack of exercise or, or how we're, how we're doing that. And I ran across, um, a program. It was probably last November. And I am not a huge jump on the diet bandwagon. Like I've done every diet, every supplement, every, um, anything you can think of, I have done it probably in my lifetime. And what I have found that works the best, and it's really quite easy, <laughs> is to just listen to your body. And we have a tendency as entrepreneurs, of course, because we're sleep deprived and we're running is to grab food on the go and we are over caffeinated under, um, we don't exercise enough and we are just constantly on the go. And so when you do that, I don't know how many times I have gone to a restaurant and then I'll come home and I'm like, oh my God, there was so much salt in that food that my hands just blew up because of water retention. And I was just like, I, it's shocking to me how much fat and grease and sugar and salt is in our food when we eat out that we are not aware of. Now, I'm not saying it's totally realistic for you to never eat out, but I am saying that, you know, if you want to take care of your body and you want to move forward and you want to um, be as good of a version of you as you can be, to be aware of some things. And one is, you know, listen to your body. If you go out to eat and you realize, oh, wow, I have uh, way too much water retention from eating at Taco Bell. Let's just say Taco Bell. Maybe the next time you choose to go out to dinner, you choose to go to Chipotle instead of Taco Bell because you know um, that they have more organic food choices that you can control a little bit more of what is put on the food. Um, and you know that they use more fresh ingredients. So I'm not saying, you know, you can eliminate everything, but just listen to your body. Like if your body after you eat Taco Bell is like, Oh boy, that was not a good choice. Then choose differently next time. Um, and then the, the tried and true method for me which I learned from a personal trainer many years ago, and it just doesn't happen all the time, but is to just write down what you eat. You don't have to write down measurements. You don't have to write down uh, quantities. Just write down what you're eating so that at the end of the week, you can look at it and go, oh, well, there's a mystery. I had, you know, six Snickers this week. No wonder I'm gaining weight or whatever it is. 
But when you're writing that down mentally, you're calculating and you're keeping track of what you're putting in your body. So it does twofold. And one, it helps you keep track of, you know, changes you want to make, but also um, it's keeping you aware of the things that did or do not work with your body. And, you know, if you ate, um, say, a big hefty steak on Tuesday and you woke up on Wednesday and you were running to the bathroom morning, well, then you may be aware that that may not be the best choice for your body to eat. Now, the caveat to that is that as you age and you grow and you change, your body will change too. There are things now um, at my age, you know, late 40s that I cannot eat anymore that used to be fine for me 10 years ago. And so just being aware that your body is going to change as you change. But I wanted to get back to, I totally digressed and got on a tangent, but I wanted to get back to the program that I recently found. And you can grab the book. I have no affiliate with this guy at all. Um, but the, um, the author, the author's name is escaping, but the medical medium is how he is known. And the book that I um, pulled out is called The Liberty Talks. And this book was so interesting to me. Now, if you know anything about me, I am not a sciencey person. I like maybe physics was palpable for me in high school only because I really liked the instructor. Science was not my thing. I mean, I'm an arts and humanities girl, 100%. So reading this book, it's pretty sciencey. Like he gets pretty scientific about the different components of your body, but specifically the liver. And I found it so interesting that the liver controls so many functions in our body and the liver is just, it's just amazing. And I don't want to go into all the details about it right now because I have some other things I want to cover, but one of the things that he swears by, and so I was like, Oh, I can do that. Um, is celery juice. And so I know you're probably like, Oh no way. Can I drink celery juice? Number one, it's green. Number two, it's salty. But I'm telling you what, I have been drinking celery juice since probably late December, January. I got a juicer total fluke deal from Kohl's and um, with a coupon. And I was like, I'll just try out the celery thing. So I've been juicing celery and I will tell you what, um, I have some pretty intense allergies when it comes to gluten and dairy. And I have found with drinking celery juice that it has alleviated a lot of the symptoms related to that. And, um, not that I, I mean, I still don't have a lot of dairy or gluten. It just doesn't agree with me, but if I have, you know, I fall off the wagon, the celery juice seems to tame it a little bit, but even more so my energy and the ability to process food more quickly and all of the different components. And I'm not even serious about this yet. Like I just drink my celery juice in the morning and I haven't done anything else that he recommends, but the celery juice really is helping. So if you have any interest in doing like a whole food health mission, I highly recommend this book. It's got a lot of information in it. And I, um, I'm not going to lie. I skimmed it because I read like some of the more interesting parts about the liver. And then there, he kind of goes on and on about different symptoms. And, um, I haven't read all of that yet because a lot of that doesn't relate to me, but you know, if you're a quick reader and you want to read the entire book, I highly recommend it. It's pretty thick read. But if not, you know, read the components that are relevant to you and then try out some of the techniques because he's not doing anything different. It's just whole food that feeds your body in different ways. So, um, and by whole food, I mean lots of fruits and vegetables. Very, It's almost vegan. Um, no grains, hardly at all. Nuts, um, no dairy, 
and very little protein. So even eggs, because um, eggs could trigger an allergy in you. So it's just been a very interesting um, process. And I spent a little bit more time on that than I wanted, but I just wanted to make you aware that, you know, your body will tell you what to eat, when to eat, and how much to eat if you listen to it. And so when you're rushing and you're hurrying and you're just grabbing food on the go, we often just don't pay attention and we overeat or we're eating food that doesn't, you know, feed us in in the way that we need to be fed or um, we're not even keeping track of what we're eating. And so we're not aware of what foods may be affecting our body. So let's move on to uh, some additional tips besides, you know, just paying attention to your body. One of the ways that I have kind of turned, because a lot of people don't like to exercise. They think, oh, it's a chore and I don't want to do it. Yet every time you do it, you actually feel better. And so um, I've kind of tricked my mind a little bit around this. And I thought I'd share the way that I do that with you is by creating exercise as a reward. And it started with, I love yoga. I don't know if you guys know um, much about my yoga story, and I'm not going to tell you too much about it right now, but I just love yoga. It's one of the best ways for me to, um, you know, mental clarity, get some mental clarity, and also just, it just feels really good to stretch. We don't spend enough time stretching our body. And so for me, like I've made yoga a reward and if I have it on my schedule, I book it in and it is non-negotiable. It is just like if, for example, usually Thursday mornings, unless I have a commitment that I can't get out of, um, it is on my schedule and I will go and it's an hour and 15 minute class and I enjoy every single minute. In fact, every time I'm there, I'm like, Oh, why don't I do this every day? So I made it into a reward. And so for you, I don't, that may be going on a hike. It may be stopping at lunch and going for a walk. Um, it may be riding your bike. I don't know what that is for you, but make it a reward and make it something that you deliver on daily or almost daily. Because again, once you start doing that, you get into the habit of creating that process and that um, reward system. So then you're looking forward to it. So that's my first one is give yourself time off to exercise. And even if it's, you know, 10 or 15 minutes a day, Today it is a whopping nine degrees in Denver and I would, I'm jonesing to go for a walk, but I just don't know if I can hack it because it's really cold and I'm kind of wimpy anymore. Um, but what, you know, I did instead is I did some yoga this morning and I will probably do a bike ride. I have a stationary bike, but just, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. And if nothing else, if I don't have time to fit anything else in, I will, um, I run the stairs at my house. I just run them up and down and it's a really great way for me to just, get my heart rate up and stop thinking about work for a little bit. And the biggie for me is just take a screen break. Like I stare at my um, computer screen so many hours in the day. And if you are like me and you have a business, you are likely doing the same thing and your eyes need a break. And if you don't give that break to them, they're, they get dry and they're cranky and they're scratchy and it's just not fun. So reward yourself with exercise is, is that first tip. Next, um, I found this, I don't know how many, excuse me, how many of you have found as an entrepreneur, you do not give yourself a sick day. And I, um, like I just said, I said last month, I was so sick 
Like I couldn't even get out of bed sick. And I was still just worrying about work, worrying about clients, worrying about getting my podcast done. And I, and I finally just sat on the couch and I was like, Elisa, you are being ridiculous. If you had a job, a corporate job or any other job, if you called in sick, you would sit on the couch and watch TV. You would not be sitting here worrying about getting somebody's website done, worrying about somebody's sales funnel, worrying about this. And I just finally came to the realization that people understand that you're human and you get sick. And I think we forget that as entrepreneurs. We're trying so hard to serve other people and deliver that we don't give ourselves the grace of taking care of ourselves. So my second tip is to give yourself grace and allow yourself the opportunity to rest and to recover and to rejuvenate yourself, whatever that may be, before you get sick. Because if I had done this before I got sick, then it wouldn't have gone on and on and on and on. And I think because I didn't, and I continued to work, even though I was sick, um, it drug this uh, cold out even longer than it needed to be drug out. And so when I finally just said, okay, I'm done, I'm going to sit here and veg and I'm going to, you know, eat hot soup and drink tea and not do anything, not think about anything, I finally started to recuperate. And then my last tip is kind of obvious. Life is not perfect. So holding ourselves to a perfection standard is really just a way to beat ourselves up. And I want less of that in the world. And I want less of that for myself and less of that for you. And so I want to give you the opportunity to try out the idea of having a cheat day, having a cheat hour, having a cheat meal, whatever it is, give yourself the opportunity, if that's how you have to look at it, to cheat and go um, have a candy bar if you want a candy bar or whatever, but just don't make it a habit. And I have a friend, Deanna, who um, I used to work out with all the time at the gym, and she turned me on to another fitness book called Body for Life. And in that program, he actually recommends that you have a cheat day every week, the whole day, and then you eat really clean the rest of the week, knowing that if you have that cheat day and you allow yourself that cheat day, that cheat hour, whatever it is, um, if you allow yourself that opportunity, you are much more likely to stay on track the rest of the time because you know it's not forever. So all of these diets that are, you know, you can't ever eat greens again. You can't ever eat sugar again. That's not realistic because you live in a world that's not perfect and has not eliminated that from the world, the diet. And so the re reality is, is you may able to be able to do that for a while but eventually you're going to see a Girl Scout cookie, you're going to see whatever it is, and you are going to eat it. That's all there is to it. Um, I don't care how much self-control you have. I don't care, you know, how perfectly you think you eat. At some point, you're going to have to break the rules. So why not give yourself some grace around that and the opportunity to just be okay with cheating? And um, that, so that's my third tip around the actual physical. Now, I want to dig into the mental, and this is a little bit heavier. And um, mental health is a big, I don't even want to say buzzword. It's a big buzz category right now. Um, there's a lot of studies happening around mental health, and there's a lot of, unfortunately, um, unfortunate results around poor mental health or not taking care of your mental health. And so I started to do some research um, around mental, mental health with entrepreneurs specifically. 
And a lot of this I already knew, and it just kind of put it into perspective, but I wanted to share it with you. Um, because as entrepreneurs, we take on a lot and we don't even realize how much we take on like mentally, physically. Yes, we can go, 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 but also mentally and the, um, beat yourself up games and things like that, that go on in our heads. And we, we don't even take into consideration what's, what that's doing to our mental health. And so the first, um, area I wanted you to be aware of or bring to your awareness is, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of ups and downs and uncertainty in our business. Like you never know where your next client is coming from or, you, you know, unless you perfected that and you have it coming, but there's a lot of uncertainty. It's not like you typically go to a job. You can expect a consistent paycheck. You have benefits, you have everything taken care of. And it may, in some ways it's much easier to work for someone else. Whereas with an entrepreneur, role or an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial lifestyle, um, there is much more uncertainty. You don't know, uh, really, you don't know any of this when you first start. You don't know how to get clients. You don't know um, how to move forward. You don't know how to keep getting clients. You don't know um, how to handle the ups and downs. One of the mentors that I uh, have followed and listened to and learned from over the years is Darren Hardy. And he actually has a book called The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster. And it goes through all the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. And it is the best uh, analogy I have found for what it is like to be an entrepreneur. Because you can wake up one day and you are just like ready to hit it. And you are high as you can get and just everything is going great. And then the next day you wake up and you feel like you got hit by a truck and you don't even know why. And there's just a lot of up and down and nobody talks about it. Really. Nobody tells you, you know, that's normal. That's what an entrepreneurial life looks like is you're very unsure of yourself. You're very unsure of what's going on 90% of the time, but you just do it anyway. So that's number one is just being aware that there is a lot of uncertainty that's not going to change and just embrace it. And just embrace the ups, embrace the downs, and be okay that you don't have to be up all day long every day. In fact, if you are, you probably have drifted too far in one direction and you need to balance that out a little bit. Now, the second mental health area is that we have a lot of alone time as entrepreneurs. And depending on what your business is, you likely spend a lot of time by yourself and trying to figure out, you know, all of these different things that are related to the entrepreneurial life, you know, how do you do bookkeeping? How do you do taxes? How do you, and, and you don't spend a lot of time out there, especially as you're first getting started, you don't spend enough time out in the world getting to know the people that you need to get to know and trying to figure out how to get business. And you're just, I mean, you're trying to put it all together. And so you spend a lot of time alone. And if you do any kind of um, computer work, you're definitely, you've got to like sit down and actually do the work at your computer. And so you're doing that alone. Well, too much of that alone time can be detrimental because it enables you to get into your own head too much. And we're not always our best or biggest fans. And in fact, I think most people um, are not very big fans of themselves to begin with. And so, you know, we, we have a tendency as humans to nitpick ourselves apart. And when you spend a lot of time alone, it is easier to get into those thoughts because you don't have another human being to bounce ideas off of. So be aware of how much time you're spending alone 
And I'm going to give you some tips around that in just a couple minutes. The third is that, does anybody have this situation? I hear this on a regular basis. God love my mom. Um, on a regular basis, she'll say, I have no idea what she does. She just works from home. And how many of you have friends and family that you, you have an entrepreneurial lifestyle and they do not? And they cannot relate. They, they're just like, oh, you have it made. You have, can set your own hours and you just do whatever you want. And it's just got to be so awesome. And they don't see how hard it is to work on your own, that you are the sole person taking care of everything. So they have, you know, at their corporate job, they have an HR director, they have an accounting department, they have a marketing department, they have um, a administrative department, they have a web department, they have all these other people that are doing all of the jobs that you as an entrepreneur do yourself. And if you are at the level where you've hired out a lot of those, hallelujah, great for you. But as you're first starting out, you don't always have the luxury or opportunity to outsource those things. I highly recommend outsourcing those things as soon as you can financially swing it. However, having all of that responsibility and all of those, regardless if you outsource it or not, you still have responsibility for now that team to manage. And you have responsibility for all of that in your own business. And that is a lot of a burden to bear. And I, people don't realize how much that is and how much that weighs on people and um, that it's not all just fruit pies and fancy free when you have your own business. I have no idea where that came from. Sometimes I just make up my own analogies, just go with it. So be aware that um, you may have to find new friends and family to support you in your entrepreneurial journey. And that doesn't mean get rid of the people that you have in your life. It just mean, it means that you may have to find a new way to get supported. Now, here's a biggie. I, I know that you guys can relate to this. The guilt you have around failures and lack of success in your business. And as an entrepreneur, it's very easy to just, you know, pour the guilt on yourself when things aren't working out, you don't have enough clients, you're not bringing in the amount of money you want, um, things aren't going right, you don't have the right um, systems or website or whatever it might be set up in your business. And it is so easy to just sit there and beat yourself up and feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I'm going to give you a couple tips about this in a minute, but you will hear from, I have some um, sounding boards about this and this, I call it, um, when I talk to them, I call it my 7-Eleven moment. And it's like, I'm just going to go get a job at 7-Eleven because it's got to be easier than this. And of course, we're not going to do that. And it, it's kind of a funny way to poke fun at it because, you know, I don't want to go work at 7-Eleven. I'm, I'm building something here that I believe in. But you have those moments where just like everything just builds and builds and builds. And you're definitely going on one of the downward sways when that happens on the roller coaster. And, um, just, just be aware you're not alone in that thinking and just be aware of the guilt in that um, it's a way that we sabotage, self-sabotage ourselves. Along with that, guilt's partner in crime is shame. And we also beat ourselves up in the same way about not having an altogether, 
um, not knowing how to do everything ourselves and why can't I figure it all out, um, that we're letting other people down, our family, our friends, our kids, our clients, and just beating ourselves up in that way. And so just be aware of both guilt and shame. They will play on your mental health all day, every day if you let them. And so I'm going to give you some tips in just a couple of minutes, but I want to get through the last um, the last mental hiccup. And there's probably more, but this is the last one I'm going to talk about. Um, and this is, I call it Marie Forleo, who is another one of my mentors, uh, has a great word that I adopted because I just thought it was hilarious. Um, but it's called compare schlocker. And so the way she related the story was, you know, used to maybe in college, you took um, shots of gold schlager that was that really horrible alcohol that had flecks of gold in it. And you would, you know, do a shot and then you immediately wanted to throw up because it was just so horrible. And so we do the same thing with comparison. And so she created the word compare schlager and I haven't come up with a better one yet. And I just love it. And so compare schlager is when you go out on social media and you look at somebody's perfect Pinterest board or their perfect Instagram account and they have so many followers and they're everything's being posted and um, they have you know they're doing their Facebook lives and they have so many people interacting and you're just, then you just sit down and go why can't I get it together and you don't realize number one they're on a different part of the journey no one is at the same place in the journey as you are nobody's on the same journey that you are but two you don't really know what that person is going through really. I mean, the perception of what we have on social media and and even in real life is we always want to put our best foot forward. Well, in doing that, we may give the impression that everything is hunky-dory and perfect. And in reality, we're thinking and feeling some of these other mental components that I've gone through, and we're just not making other people aware of it. So put down the compare schlager and be aware that when you when you start to pick it up, because if you can keep in mind that no one's on the same journey and no one's on the same spot in the journey that you're on, that will help you set that down. And um, so that's that's the sixth one that I want to talk about. Now, let's talk about some healthy habits around mental health. And again, I'm going to jump right on board with get out of the house whether you're going to exercise or you're going to a yoga class or you're going to a local coffee shop or you're going to a networking event, you just, you need to plan to get out of your house at least twice a week in one capacity or another. One of my favorite hangouts is to go to the library um, because it's free and they have study rooms and they also have computers available if you need them, but it just gets you around people even if you're not having direct conversation with them, just being around people and different energy is bound to change your mental aspect and your ability to relate to other people. Now, mind you, you can't go in with your head down and not look at anyone and not see anyone. You have to take an attempt to actually make eye contact, maybe have a conversation, even if it's just small talk, because it's going to get you out of your head enough that you're going to realize, oh, there's a big, big giant world out here. I don't have to just zone in with blinders on, on all of my problems and all of my inefficiencies that I have created in my own mind. That being said, um, you know, whatever it might be, go to lunch with a friend, go um, for a hike, go for a walk, do, do something just to get out of the house. Even if it's just a couple times, you know, two 15 minute increments a day, um, 
but I highly recommend at least leaving, you know, for an extended period of time, a couple times a week. My second tip is to find your peeps and build a clan. And this really is probably the number one helper I have found in building my business. Now you may find your clan on um, social media. You may have different groups that you partake in, but just make sure that you're actually participating and you're involved and you're not just lurking and comparing because that, that can be a tendency for people to just sit and lurk and not participate. And then they're like, oh, they have it all together. And trust me, I've been there. That's how I know. I mean, I've been lurker number one. And you get much more out of the group if you're willing to put your fear aside and ask people for support and help. You will get more outpouring and more um, love from, from even online from people you barely know because they can relate to your situation because they're in the same situation and they're trying to build a business just like you are. Again, also with networking groups. I mean, I have been in probably every networking group under the sun since I started my business and some work better for me than others. And, but I, I have always loved all the people that I've connected with. You know, I had people from BNI that I still talk to and I haven't been in BNI for three years. I have some other local networking groups that I go to um, and just the relationships in those groups, knowing that I can call on those men and women that are in the same boat as me and just ask for advice and ask for, you know, could you be a sounding board? 90% of the time people are like, oh, heck yeah, I'll help you out because I'm in the same boat. I get it. Now, finding those sounding boards, you know, it's not always the first people you're going to run into. You're, of course, you have to cultivate those relationships and you have to get to know people and you have to, um, you know, grow and share and build up a trust relationship just as you would in any other situation. But having those people on your team and having those people at your back that are, you know, have the same lifestyle, have the same goals and dreams that you have really enables you to count on them and relate to them and share your frustrations and your um, goals and dreams, all of the good and the bad, because they're in it too. Uh, my third tip is to, uh, well, one more thing about building your clan is if you can't find the people that you want to connect with, like say you're really wanting a specific group of people that um, are interested in, in some of the same areas of expertise that you are. So you're looking for somebody, let's just use um, a healthcare, uh, you know, alternative healthcare. So you're really wanting to connect with other people that are in that same mentality of, you know, energy work and meditation and um, using yoga for healing your body and alternative wellness and all that sort of stuff. And you, you want like-minded people, but you may not, you may live in a small town or not have access to some, to an online group or whatever that might look like, don't be afraid to create your own because the likelihood that there are other people out there that want to connect with you in that way and want to connect and um, bounce ideas off of you and share ideas is substantially high. I remember creating a networking group. Oh, it's been a few years ago, two or three years ago, and just had people come out in groves because they just want the opportunity to connect with other people that are growing and building a business. 
So don't be afraid to start your own and share it. There's um, multiple platforms for you to do that. Probably one of the best ones is Meetup. You can actually share your event, hold it in a public place, charge, don't charge, whatever you want to do, and just see who shows up. Put out, you know, your intention for the group and create it and see see what happens. Because if you don't try, you'll never know. But if you do try, you never know who you're going to meet. So that's, that's the last piece of that little tip. Now, um, number three is to give yourself a break. And I think a lot of times we just have work on the brain, work on the brain, work on the brain, and we just go, 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 and we don't take care of ourselves, and we don't give ourselves the opportunity to rest. And my kids will tell you, it's kind of sad, my kids will say, all you do is think about work and watch Hallmark, and which is not true. I do a lot of other things with them, but that's what they see. And I, and I took that to heart, and I said, you know, that's probably true. I work way more than I need to, especially since I work at home and it's convenient. And so I need to be cognizant of, cognizant of that. And I need to create some intentional time around spending time with them and doing something that's not work related, not just popping on the computer for two or three hours because I can. Um, and so I'm challenging myself as well as you to take a break and give yourself the opportunity to take a break, do something you enjoy, and then not feel guilty about it. Because that's what I typically do is I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to have lunch with a friend. And then I come back and I beat myself up for two hours because I had other things I needed to get done. Well, you just now erased everything that would have been good from that hour, hour and a half of break that you gave yourself because you're now beating yourself up about doing it. So don't be like me be like future me, who is not going to beat myself up when I take those breaks. Number four, hire a coach or a mentor or someone who is five or 10 steps ahead of you in your business. And what's great about this is I'm not a huge fan of hiring, just hiring a coach because they have sold you into their coaching program. I really want you to do the research and find the exact person that is literally five to 10 steps ahead of you in their business and see how you can work with them or create a relationship with them. Because those are the people that are going to pull you up to the next level and help you grow and change into who you want to become and who you are becoming. When you have a relationship with that person, it is really easy to be intimidated because they are ahead of you, air quote, in their business. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable with them. Because if you're not vulnerable and you can't ask them the questions that you really want answers to and you really want their expertise and input on, then you can't grow. You can't change. So be vulnerable with them and ask for help and know that it's okay to ask for help. But align yourself with whoever that coach, mentor, or um, role model is that is where you want to be. And then emulate and do what they tell you to do. So don't just ask them questions and ask them advice, actually do what they tell you to do. And then last but not least, um, really important is, you know, if you have a culmination of these symptoms, and you're feeling really out of control of your mental health, and you're not feeling like you have any control over it, please, please, please go seek professional help. There are people out there that are trained in mental health for a reason. Um, Because there are many, many people who need mental health. They feel very isolated. They feel very alone. They feel um, 
particularly with social media, it can be very um, demeaning and difficult. And so go out and seek some mental health um, from a, assistance from a professional. And I have a couple of um, resources for you that I found. And one of them, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> one of them is called Mental Health Works. And I'll link to this in the show notes, show notes. But it's a free monthly newsletter for the public. And it's actually focused on mental health in the workplace. And um, they, they use the term workspace. So you don't necessarily have to be in a place of work. It could be, you know, your workspace where you are. And it really is designated um, mental health tools and tips and techniques and ideas around people that have entrepreneurial careers. And so go and check that out. Again, it's called Mental Health Works, and I'll put the link in the show notes. And then um, the other one I found is ginger.io. And this is actually an app you can get that has 24-7 healthcare specifically for stress, anxiety, depression, and, you know, some of those mental health issues that you're just like, I just need to bounce something off of somebody. I'm feeling a little unsteady. Um, I'm feeling like I need a little bit more help. And they will at least get you started in the right direction. They have therapists and psychotherapists and psychologists and all like a whole group of people on their staff that have accreditation and professional um, certification. So check them out. I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. And then two other um, areas that I find a lot of ways to just get inspiration and kind of get a pick me up. Um, when I'm feeling down is you can go check out Ted talks. There's a ton of free Ted talks um, on mental health and um, mental health awareness, mental health, um, suggestions and ideas. And also the other, uh, reference is YouTube. There are tons of videos on YouTube that are inspirational and that can give you a pick me up and then also drive awareness around mental health and drive, um, give you some ideas of, you know, when to ask for help and when, when you can handle it on your own. And sometimes you don't know, it's a fine line to cross. And then my last tip as an entrepreneur, just overall, so both mentally and physically and and all of the above for everything that we've talked about in this episode is the one thing I have learned in being an entrepreneur now for 12 years is, I actually think it's longer than that. It's probably more like 14 years. Um, I just had my 10-year anniversary this month, last week actually, for my current company. And then I've had a couple other companies besides that. So Um, But what I've learned in that time is if I had one piece of advice that I wish I would have adopted sooner and that it's still difficult to adopt, but if you can do it and you can full heartedly do it and um, be okay with it is to just embrace failure because that's part of being an entrepreneur. There's no way you're ever going to get it all right the first time. And every time you fail at something, don't look at it as failure. Look at it as an opportunity to do it better next time. And so my two uh, favorite terms are embrace failure and pivot. And I know you're probably thinking of Ross on Friends when I say pivot, because if you're from the 80s slash 90s, you are fully aware of that episode. If not, go Google it. But you know, it's really relevant to your business is that, you know, if something isn't working, we have a tendency to just stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, because 
we think, oh, we don't want to give up. We don't want to be considered a failure, blah, 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 whatever it is. But I fully give you permission and please give yourself permission to pivot in the new direction that is calling you, that is where your customers want you to meet them, whatever it might be. Give yourself permission to fail and give yourself permission to pivot. I hope this has been a helpful episode for you. I really think it's important for us to take care of both our physical and mental health. Again, I will link to all of the different resources that I mentioned for mental health awareness in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to do two things for me. One, subscribe and leave a review. And two, share it with a friend. I'd love to get this out to more people, especially in regards to mental health. Thanks so much for tuning in. Next week, who do we have? Oh, I will be here talking to you about expanding and hiring your team, when to do it, how to hire, and it's going to surprise you a little bit, and um, how that will make a difference in your business as you continue to scale and grow. I'm kind of taking care of hiring a few people in my business right now. I'm teetering on it and getting ready to pull the plug. So I'll give you some advice and um, information that I have found out when trying to do that. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. I will actually be returning from a event after uh, this goes live. I'll be I'll be at an event when this goes live. And um, I'm looking forward to letting you know how that turned out as far as um, a little bit of rejuvenation in the ocean. So thanks again for tuning in and I will see you all next week. Take care. This episode is being brought to you by my new master training. Pretty doesn't pay the bills. If you've invested in all the aesthetics of building a brand, including picking the right fonts, picking the right colors, and creating that magazine worthy website, yet you're still not seeing any additional traction, clients, or money in your business, this master training is built for you. In this master training, I will cover the three essentials that your brand is missing in order for you to gain the traction you need, get in front of the people you need to get in front of, turn them into paying customers, and last but not least, create the business that you love. To join me for this free training, please visit my website, alisaconnor.com forward slash pretty. I'll see you inside and I look forward to having the opportunity to share this training with you. Again, you can find the link to join the training at alisaconnor.com forward slash pretty. Thanks for listening to the Feed You Podcast at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast.